last week we started talking about, um, you know, getting back to the basics, continuing the, in the series that the pastors have started. Um, so last week was week 25. This is going to be week 26. Um, and last week we started talking about confidence. Yes. Confidence being the, the last and great frontier. Right. Confidence being um, really the thing that as believers we have to, we have to achieve, obtain, secure, anchor deep down in our hearts. Um, so real fast, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, we'll start here. This is where we, we started last week. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36, and this is in the, uh, the Amplified Bible. And it says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. So don't throw away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. So, so that you can fully perform and accomplish the will of God. So we need confidence to fully perform the will of God in our life. Amen? Amen. And it says here, if you keep reading verse 36, it says, and to receive and carry away all of the promises that God has. Mm -hmm. So to receive and carry away yeah. all of God's promises is going to require confidence. Right. Not just confidence in you, but confidence in this word. And we yeah. kind of got into that last week. And, um, you know, that, that's where we, where we start and that's where we're going to finish is having confidence in the word of God. And not just confidence, we're talking about uncompromised confidence in God and his word. Yes. Doing this will cause the unadulterated, unabashed, full force, burden removing, feet sweeping mm -hmm. power of God yes. to be unleashed in your life. Amen. That term unleashed is key here mm -hmm. because it denotes or connotes that... Uh, you know, it's just waiting, waiting to be just, you know, it's funny, I'll tell you a quick story. So we just got a dog, in case you guys didn't know this, most of you know this. Um, so Bessie, Betsy Ross, we're very patriotic in our house. Um, she's a, she's a, a hound, uh, beagle mix, so she chases everything. So when you walk her, you have to physically restrain her because she is ready to charge at every single thing. And there are some days where... We'll just let her go. And I picture God's power very similarly, like waiting to be, just let me off the chain so I can show you what I can do in your life. And all the time, we're just holding him back, and he's, you know, snarling, just you know, and he's, he's ready to, to get it. And the only way to do that is to make sure that our confidence is engaged fully to let God do what he wants to do. So, you know, it's funny, and, you know, my dog teaches me a lot, and one of these things is this confidence thing. You know, it's funny. The Lord's like, just look at Betsy. This is what she does. He said, I want to do that for you. Just let me go chase the rabbit. Let me go chase these things down in your life for you. Let me do this. Let me do this. So confidence in God's word enable you to do one thing. Confidence in God's word will enable you to do one thing. What is that one thing? Believing. You can't fully believe God's word if you don't have confidence in God's word. Mm -hmm. That's right. Understand this. 
And, you know, because we all want that Mark 9 experience. Well, you know what, let's just, let's just go and read it. So Mark chapter 9, verse 23, and, you know, we, we talk about this one all the time. We like it. It's, it's fantastic. Because what it says is it's very clear. Mark 9, 23, the King James Version says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Huh. So, if you understand what just happened here, God's word works all of the time. God's word is effective all of the time. But there's a caveat to that. You as John Q. Believer, determine whether or not God's word will work for you. All right. All right. So think about that for a minute. I mean, we read it right here. It says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. If you can believe. Right. If you can believe. And, you know, and I've read that a couple times, and I'm like, you know what, Lord, that's, that's fantastic. I love that. Yes, I can believe. I can believe for, for everything you say in this Bible. At least I'm telling myself that I can. Right. Um, because if it were true, then I'd be receiving all these things from God. So there's clearly some disconnect here. So let's go to Mark 9. Let's go to verse 22. We're going to read Mark 9, 22 through 24. We're going to read this in a couple different versions here. Um, because I need you to understand what's happening. So King James says, In all times it's cast him into the fire and in the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This is a father pleading to Jesus to save his demon-possessed son. Please, please, please. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Like, okay. That sounds, that sounds kind of cool. You know, he was presented with a problem. He said, Lord, help me. So he's got the right idea. I need help. You're the guy that can help me. Please help me. You know, so it's interesting. But the message, well, the Amplified says, the demon has often thrown him into fire and in the water trying to kill him. You know, the devil tries to kill you every day. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, you say to me, if you can. And this is where this sort of revelation thing hit. Now, full disclosure, I watch probably way too many movies. I probably watch way too many gangster movies, and that's his fault. But at this point right here, we have this father who was distraught. His son is being ravaged by the devil. And when I read this verse, I picture Jesus in sort of his best Robert De Niro impersonation. You, you talking to me? He's like, you, you said to me, if you can? I said, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, if I can? I said, all things are possible for the ones who believe and trust in me. Now, the Message Bible says it really nice. Jesus says, if, if, and I picture him in front of this large crowd, like if, if I, if, really, really, dude, if, there are no ifs 
among believers. Anything can happen. So there are no ifs here, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He said, right now, we have a, uh, a very weird relationship with how God and his son should be working in our lives, where we continue to question what God can do. Now, this is the first time we've seen this happen. And in fact, if you go back a little further, you know, we talked about this last week with the guys in the boat. They yeah. were still like, Lord, please, if you can. And again, he's presented with this conflict where I feel as if Jesus is aggravated at this point. Like, what's the matter with you? And this is really the way he's had this conversation with me. Like, dude, what's wrong with you? I've been teaching you this for a long time. You know, and I feel like he's getting a little gruff with me. Almost as if he's grabbing me by the scruff of my shirt, saying, what do you mean if? Do you? Do you know what I've done for you? Do you know what I'm about to do for you? And you still are questioning whether or not I can help you. He's like, man, I thought you had more confidence in me than that. He said, I thought you knew that there's no ifs among believers. He said, a believer believes. He's like, so what are you guys doing at this point? So too often we're standing in front of situations or issues asking if, instead of saying it's so or it's done. Some believe in part, and some are doubting in part. And when we do that, we just sit in neutral. God's confidence plan will propel your life. But when we compromise, when you partake in the compromise plan, you're stuck in limbo. Instead of believing God's word fully for what it is, for what it says it can do for you, we down. And we kind of try to figure out our own way. And what happens is that instead of moving forward, like we talked last week, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, you literally get into a position where you're afraid to move. Because that's what compromise will do for you. Compromise causes confusion in your life. Confidence causes victories in your life. Confidence will make sure that your steps continue to be ordered by the Lord. That's That's right. Compromise will make you waver. Compromise will have you being tossed to and fro. But confidence in God's word says you'll be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. So we don't have to run around. We don't have to shout, and that's fine. But uh, we have to understand this. Because confusion will disrupt your faith. Compromise yields confusion. Confusion will disrupt your faith. And the longer you stay confused, and the longer your faith gets disrupted, compromise will lead to doubt. And you know what doubt does? Doubt destroys your faith. So just by sitting in a position of just neutrality, you're eroding your faith, even when you're not being active. You're just sitting there waiting for something else to happen mm-hmm. instead of standing on God's word. Yes. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace, right? right. Yes. It says, come and ask me. Let's, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Yes. It said, I need you to do something here. Yes. Jesus, when he was talking to the demon-possessed boy's father, says, I need you to do something here. I need yes. you to believe. I need you to believe and have confidence in me yes. and what I'm about to do so you don't get caught in this position again. Yes. So it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense that you would not believe. And this is how the enemy will try to come and attack you because 
he physically isn't going to come up and punch you in the face. No. I mean, he, he might try to get someone else to do it. Right. But what he's going to do is attack your confidence. Yes. Right. Yes. He's going to put positions in front of you to make you doubt yourself, yes. to make you doubt the word of God, mm-hmm. and to make you doubt its effectiveness in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's how he will trick you yes. into not receiving all that God has that's for you. Right. So we've recognized how he will attack you. We have to be able to combat it. It just just doesn't make any sense for us to serve an all-powerful God. For him to send his son down here to die for you, to shed his blood for the remission of all of your sins, for have his body being broken, battered, and bruised so that you can be healed and partake in all the benefits that God has. For you not to believe it's true mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Yes. Just doesn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we guard against compromise in our life? Right. Let's figure this out. Shall we? It's pretty easy, actually. Uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. So Hebrews chapter 4. And let's see. Yeah, we're going to do Hebrews 4, verse 15 and 16. And uh, this is in the Amplified Version. This is technically the Amplified Classic. Uh, kind of like that. So Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize, sympathize and have a shared feeling in our weakness and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are yet without sinning. So first thing here is that you have to understand that God understands your point. Right. He understands your circumstance. Yes. He understands what, it, like, well, Lord, you just don't know. Yes, he does. Well, it says right there, yes, I do. Yep. God, you just have no idea. Yes, does. Jackson does this to me all the time. Come on, Dad. <laughs> and I feel like we often will stand before God and do the same thing. But you just don't understand they're going to cut my lights off. They were really mean to me at work. Or the doctor said something really terrible. Or my, my kids aren't acting right. You just have no idea what that's like, Lord. Uh, well, actually, he does. There are billions of you around here acting a fool, so trust me. I'm pretty sure that God knows what it's like to have his kids act crazy. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty good idea. Yeah, well, you know, some of us. And verse 16 says, let us fearlessly and confidently boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, well-timed help, coming just when we need it. So, So listen, I understand where you are, dude. I get it. I understand what's happening in your life. Said, so, but what I need you to do is to continue to trust me. Said, yes. so, just come here. Just be bold about this. Said, yes. so, and I will make sure that I help you. Not in the sweet by and by, but right when you need it. Back in the day, there was a commercial that says, get a little closer. That's what he's asking you for. He's like, just get closer to me. Said, so, the closer you get to me, the stronger our connection will be. The closer you get to me, the more confident you will be in me. Because you know me. 
and I know you. Like now, in most marriages, we don't have a strong connection if I don't get close enough to you. We're going to leave it at that point because we got some little kids in the room. But think about that for a minute. He wants you to become intimate with him. He said, because if you do this, then you'll understand what I'm trying to do for you. He said, come in right here and let me get real close to you and let me tell you wonderful things about you and how I want to take care of you. He said, but you won't know any of those things if you don't get closer to God. So let's go real fast to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5 and 10, and this is um, the Good News translation, so you may or may not have it. But it says, but I still feel confident about you. Our life in union with the Lord makes me confident that you will not take a different view and that whoever is upsetting you will be punished by God. Hmm. So once you get a little closer, you become unified with him. So much so that your view and outlook in life is exactly the way God's view and outlook in life is. Think about that. He's like, if you spend more time with me and you get to know me and we're in union together, unison, it's like, so when I look this way, you look this way. When I look this way, you look this way. So your entire field of view is directed by God, which means you can't falter. You can't fail. You can't quit. You can't give up. You can't be defeated because everywhere God looks is victory. Yes. So if you do these things, said so you'll, you'll become just that more emboldened. You'll become that much more confident in what I have for you. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Yeah, that's where I want to go. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you We'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hmm. So get closer to me so that your outlook in life can be the way I need it to be. And continue to be confident in me because the work that I started, I'm going to finish. And when I finish it, it's going to be magnificent. So, but you got to stick with me. It's like you can't go astray. You got to stick with me. You got to be right there with me. You got to be in lockstep with me. Please do this. Please, please, please. Proverbs 3 and 26. I, I, I got, I'm running out of time. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 26. says, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Hmm. Hmm. The Lord is going to be your confidence and shall keep you from being taken. He's like, so understand what I'm doing for you. Understand what I'm trying to do so you can combat this compromise in your life. So how we can pump up your confidence. Because I need you to live at 10. I need you to be at 10. Wait, kids say at 100? Is that that it? That's right? You want to be at 100? Jade is my pop culture uh, ambassador, so she'll make sure I'm corrected next time around. He said, but I want to get you from here to here. Like, I don't need you here. I need you here. And to do that, I need you to spend time with me. I need you to intimately get to know me. 
I need you to look at the world the way I look at the world. I need you to look at you the way I look at you. And I need you to understand that I'm going to give you a shining example so that even if you get a little queasy, the Lord's going to be your confidence. So it's really easy for you that the Lord is your confidence. So it's like, well, how do I embolden it? No, the Lord's your confidence. That's it. When we said it was really simple, it's really simple. The Lord is going to be your confidence. He's like, so you don't have to worry about all of this other stuff. He's like, this is what I need you to do. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. And we probably could have just started with this verse because it sums up everything in one spot. But I like to take my time and I have 28 minutes, so why not? So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 Um, And the Amplified says, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts and unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith, by that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from an evil, guilty conscience, and our bodies cleansed with pure water. Verse 23 says, So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Our confidence is anchored completely on who Jesus is and his entire personality. Understand that. So what do you mean? Well, if we look back in in Mark, where he healed that demonic boy, he didn't leave that father and that kid all by himself because he asked the question. He performed a miracle. So when you continue to read, the father says, Lord, help me with my unbelief. He says, help me so I don't continually doubt anymore. And Jesus' response to that was he healed his son. So when we talk about him being our confidence, he literally became the example so that at any other point in time, you have physically seen what I have done for you. So so it's not a matter of, Lord, just give me more confidence. He's like, I am your confidence. He's like, I'm it. You need help with your unbelief. Just look to me. Look what I just did. You need help with your your confidence and and, and your unbelief. Just look what I'm going to do for you. I've written it down for you. In fact, I'm going to show you right now. Here we go. And it's done. Said So at any point in time where we get a little shaky, because trust me, I've been there, you know, a, a crisis of confidence. Or it's like, you know what? Up looks down to me, and left looks right. And right, I don't even know where right's going. And this just doesn't really make any sense. And at some point in time, said it's, it's really, it's a troubling thing to have your confidence broken. It is a troubling thing to not believe in anything. It's troubling because you have no anchor. 
and he's trying to pull you back from the brink. That's why we're talking about this today. Yes. Is it because um, he literally had to, I mean, I am peering at the cliff. I am inching closer and closer and closer to the cliff. I am now looking over the cliff. Right. And you know what? I think I'm going to jump because it looks pretty good because I see all that. And what I think I know isn't working. So I'm just going to take the leap, not a leap of faith a leap of doubt, and that's going to be the end of it. And I literally was ready to just, all right, that's, I'm done. I'm done with all of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Forget about it. I don't believe it. I'm through. And it was at that moment where he grabbed me, and he pulled me back. Thank you, Lord. He's like, I love you, man. That's right. He said, and whatever you think you're facing, yes. however difficult it may be, I'm going to help you yes. because I love you. Yes. And I started you on this road yes. a long, long time ago That's right. because I need you to get here. Yes. And the enemy is trying, actively trying yes. to destroy each and every one of you and get your confidence broken and shattered into crumbs yes. because he knows that you have a fantastic a fantastic testimony and you have power deep down inside of you yes. and he wants to snuff it out. We said this before, that the power of God will work. Yes. It works all of the time. You have to allow it to happen in your own life. Compromise will take you to a road that you don't want to go. It will take you off the cliff. It will plunge you into deep despair. So, but God wants you to not be there. So I've created you for something great. Said, what are you going to do here? Said, I've created you so that you can receive all that I have. I gave you guys a homework assignment last week. I don't know if any of you picked up on it or not. But I told you to read Mark chapter 4. And it's okay if you didn't. I'm not going to tell on you. There's only 10,000 people listening to this right now. I'm not going to call you by name either. But we have to get to the confidence point because this parable of the sower is important because this is how we have to operate in our life. Okay? So we said all that to get to this point because God doesn't want you to throw in the towel. He wants you to believe his word. He's given you a shining example so that you can stay confident in this word so that you can receive and do the will of God in your life. He clearly said to me, he's like, Dave, there are harvests that you walked away from. Yeah. Yes. I see it. Yeah. Mark chapter 4. And I'm reading in the Good News Translation. Um, this is 26. We're going to run down to 29. It says, and Jesus went on to say, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seed in his field. Yeah. He sleeps at night, is up and about during the day. And all the while, the seeds are sprouting and growing, yet he does not know how it happens. The soil itself makes the plants grow and bear fruit. First, the tender stalk appears, then the head, and finally, head full of grain. When the grain is ripe, the man starts cutting it with his sickle because harvest time has 
come. Harvest time has come in your life, and it is up to you to put hand to sickle, sickle to the harvest to reap all of these benefits. This is where we have to get. He said, because we have been walking, waiting for the harvest to just fall into our laps. And because it hasn't, we've become just complacent. We've become lazy. We've read a scripture that says that you'll be (laughs) engrafted, emboldened, enriched by your faith. A synonym for for that would be uh, enticed, poked and prodded, set off by your faith. Said, and God wants you to be set off by your faith so that you can receive this harvest that is waiting for you to go and reap it. Yes. So this is the ultimate vision of what confidence will do. Said, because the soil is going to do its job no matter what. No matter what. That's right. That's right. The soil will do its job. Yes. It will produce. Yes. It's up to you to receive and reap all of the benefits that God has for That's you. Right. So the farmer's job is to plant the seed and to wait expectantly for that harvest to come because he knows the harvest is going to come. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword R-W-O-L-F-C to 77977 or through our free app. Search R-W-O-L-F-C in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.